Welcome to the St. Paul's Episcopal Church podcast. Here, we will share our thoughts, voices, and prayers. St. Paul's is a progressive community of faith with ancient roots. You can find out more about St. Paul's at their website, stpauls.dioup.org, or find us on Facebook. If you would like to share your words on this podcast, send us a message. May God's peace be with you today and always. In today's podcast, Charlie West shares some information from the church and world calendars, including information about the conversion of St. Paul, Thomas Aquinas, Robert Burns, the Challenger Explosion, and Robert Frost. He also gives us a prayer by Celeste Wilson. You can read along in Charlie's blog, Words Twice a Week at wordstwiceaweek.blogspot.com Words Twice a Week, 124. And uh, as always, especially on Sunday, there are a variety of links on the um, website version, wordstwiceaweek.blogspot.com if you'd like to follow up on those. Some days from the church calendar, January 25, the conversion of Paul. He had been a persecutor of Christians and was just riding along on the way to Damascus when wham! And after a bit, he went to being one of the faith's leading voices. Would you say that you have had a conversion experience? When was it? What was it like? January 26th, Timothy, Titus, and Silas, companions of St. Paul. Everybody needs someone or ones to share their life with. Note that while Paul was one of the leading voices, we usually hear of Paul and someone. January 27th, Lydia, Dorcas, and Phoebe, witnesses to the faith. Often given only one brief mention and one story, still these women and many more that they represent were significant in the beginning years of our faith. And certainly there are others in this time who are doing significant things as well. I remember Sunday school teachers, seminary professors, church members, pastors, and pastors' spouses who shared the faith with me, either directly or in acts of kindness. January 28th, Thomas Aquinas, one of the world's greatest theologians. His family tried to deter him from becoming a friar, even having his brothers kidnap him and hold him in a castle for a year, hiring a prostitute. He resisted and became a Dominican, according to United Methodist slash Trappist W. Paul Jones. He was able to relate faith and reason so well that his work has become the official philosophical theology of the Catholic Church. Near the end of 
his life he had a mystical experience of such power that regard, he regarded his writings as like so much straw. Yet he was one of the world's greatest Christian theologians. He died age 49. And some days from the Earth or world calendar, January 25, the first Winter Olympics in Chamonix, France in 1924. The first solar power plant opened in Ordeal, France again, 1977. That's the birthday in 1759 of Robert Burns. Anyone interested in having a zoomed-in Robert Burns supper? Could you do that with a pasty or a bratwurst instead of a haggis? I don't think I need no haggis. We could say the grace and a few of the other elements, the welcome to the guests, the address to the pasty, word to the lassies, reply to the laddies, a few poems, and sing old Lang Syne. Maybe it would work best for me if we put it off until Saturday so as not to run into Winnie the Pooh. In 1947, Thomas Goldsmith patented a cathode ray tube amusement device considered to be the first arcade game. Pong, Pac-Man, Space Invaders, Tetris, they were all on their way. January 26, the first European settlers arrived in Australia. This is kind of interesting. The Dutch were the first to catch sight of Australia and make landfall January 26, 1606. The first real attempt at settling and colonization came with the British, who landed the first fleet of convicts and laborers and set up a camp and raised the flag on January 26, 1788. In 1925, it's the birthday of Paul Newman, heartthrob known for having the bluest eyes in Hollywood. Have a favorite movie? Do you suppose he's better known today for his movies or his salad dressing? He said, it's been a privilege to be here. January 27th, Giuseppe Verdi died in 1901, Mahalia Jackson, 1972, Pete Seeger, 2014. On the other hand, Lewis Carroll was born in 1832, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart in 1756. I guess out of all of them, I'm most familiar with Pete Seeger. In uh, 1983, three astronauts died in a cabin fire preparing for Apollo 1. January 28th, in 1986, just three years later, the Space Shuttle Challenger exploded. We were glued to the screen. It didn't seem possible. According to Wikipedia now, President Ronald Reagan had been scheduled to give the 1986 State of the Union Address on the evening of the Challenger disaster. After a discussion with his age, Reagan postponed the State of the Union and instead addressed the nation about the disaster from the Oval Office of the White House. Reagan's national address was written by Peggy Noonan and was listed as one of the most significant speeches of the 20th century in a survey of 137 communication scholars. It finished with the following statement, which quoted from the poem High Flight by John Gillespie McGee, Jr., <clears throat> We will never forget them, nor the last time we saw them this morning as they prepared for their journey and waved goodbye and slipped the surly bonds of earth to touch the face of God.
Still on January 28th, Fyodor Dostoevsky died in 1881, W.B. Yeats in 1939. The Lego brick was patented in 1958. We had a bunch. I don't know if they're stored away or if we got rid of them. In 1820, Fabian von Bellinghausen cites Antarctica, believed to be the first one to do that. He was the leader of a second Russian global circumnavigation expedition. There were apparently two ships that made up the expedition, and they circled the continent twice. Pride and Prejudice was published in 1813. I haven't actually read it or even watched any of the various movies or TV shows. Mr. Darcy is about all I know. January 29th, Robert Frost died. 1963, first of the inaugural poets. Someplace I saw a line about two roads diverged in the yellow wood, and I took the one my GPS suggested. And you have a favorite Frost poem? Hard to know even where to start. I suppose for these days, stopping by woods on a snowy evening, or maybe looking for a sunset bird in winter, or still three or four months to nothing gold can stay or the pasture. He also said, take care to sell your horse before he dies. The art of life is passing losses on. Still on January 29th, The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe was published 1845. Quoth the Raven. January 30th, the first computer virus, Elk Kroner, was created and released by 15-year-old Richard Skrenta as a joke. Ha ha. Hitler became Chancellor of Germany in 1933. The Beatles gave their last public performance in 1969. We thought they would go on forever. You have a favorite Beatle, pre or post breakup? A favorite song? Would you say as a group they were greater than the sum of their parts? And FDR was born in 1882. January 31 is the birthday of Franz Schubert and Jackie Robinson. A.A. Milne died in 1956. We're reading chapters 6 to 10 of Winnie the Pooh this week. Um, you can check last week's words for a Zoom link if you want to join us, or here's another. You have to cut and paste the link, I think. Edward Armstrong died in 1954. He's credited with inventing FM radio. And the 13th Amendment, abolishing slavery, was passed in 1865. It was ratified and adopted on December 6th. 1865. Only it was as easy as that. Here's a prayer from Celeste Wilson, a participant in the Rocky Mountain Sky Conference, the United Methodist Church, virtual journey of daily prayer. Heavenly Father, please give us the discernment to recognize the truth, acknowledge injustice where we see it, courage to stand against racism and hatred, Help us to know when to speak up and when to calmly listen. We pray this in your Son's holy name. And most books say that Menno Simons died on this day in 1561. He left the Catholic Church and joined the Anabaptists, who replaced infant baptism with youth or adult believers' baptism. They were persecuted by Protestants and Catholics alike. Menno pastored many of the associations, organizing into groups called Mennonites. He provided wise and gentle leadership. Mennonites tended to be liberal in doctrine, conservative in societal innovations, and above all, 
devoted to pacifism. That's what I got for now. Thank you.